the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go-to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high-profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. It's a rainy Thursday night in New York City, and no, I am not heading to the Yankee game tonight. I have all my gear, all my rain gear. I was all excited. I was hoping it was just going to be a drizzle. You know, tonight was supposed to be our Times Square night, although I did get a lot of pushback from the listeners saying, Arthur, it's a Times Square Tuesday. Why are you doing Times Square on a Thursday? Very good point. And when in doubt, blame it on Joan. Uh, but she's fixed it. It is now Times Square Tuesday, so this Tuesday we will be in Times Square. Uh, it, it, I'm I'm wet. Like, I'm in the studio. I am not looking at a, a bearded Sambolino. I am looking at a... Somewhat bearded, I guess. Somewhat bearded Alex. Um, we, have a, we have a great guest coming on a little later on, but I'm going to talk to you a little bit about today and, and what's going on in the world, because there's a lot going on in the world of the law. Um, on the... Sadder side of things, I just came from the courthouse in the Southern District of New York where uh, there was a memorial service for Judge William Pauley. Yesterday, I, I mentioned another judge who passed away, Sterling Johnson. Um, B- B- William Pauley, or he was called Bill Pauley, I guess, by his colleagues. Uh, his initials were WHP. And, and when you're in federal court, the judge's initials actually have a lot of significance. I'm not. I'm not joking. Like, when you... Get the arraignment documents, the complaint documents, it's uh, assignment documents, all about their initials. The interesting part is in the Southern District, there's a Judge Wood and a Judge Woods. Um, Off the record, you'd rather be in front of Judge Woods instead of Judge Wood. But um, so today I was at this, uh, just now actually, I'm I'm soaking wet because I lost track of time because I was actually enjoying some of the conversation I was having with these federal judges. You know, when you're in... Federal court, especially the Southern District of New York, which somehow or another has gotten the name of the mother court. It's very formal. Like, it's very formal. And in case you guys haven't figured it out, I'm not the most formal guy. I'm, I'm that guy who says, you know, everyone puts their, their pants on one leg at a time. I will never forget when my Uncle Angelo Morelli uh, and I went to go visit Justice Scalia. And we went to, um, I had been there several times before, but this was Angelo's first time. Now, Angelo was a police officer for 20 years. He was a, he retired as a sergeant detective. Then he was a special investigator. And then he went, he went to law school. And then he went to the district attorney's office in Brooklyn working for Joe Hines. And the secret got out a little bit that I was friendly with Justice Scalia. And Angelo and I were 
as close as close could be for a guy who was, I don't know, 34 years, 35 years, my senior. Um, So we go see Justice Scalia. We're sitting in his chambers. And uh, Scalia and I, I mean, obviously Angelo said hello, but Scalia and I are talking. We're chit-chatting. We're catching up. And Angelo's not saying a word. And there's plenty of opportunities for him to chime in. Again, he's more Scalia's contemporary than I am. He was maybe eight years younger than, than Scalia. Not even. I think they were about the same age. Um, and so finally, at one point, I just look at him because it was like awkward. I, Scalia and I are talking. You got a grown man here who's a former law enforcement officer, a, a, a current prosecutor, a big shot prosecutor. And finally, I look at him and go, Angelo, would you say something? And... He goes, I- I'm sorry. He goes, you know, Your Honor, I'm just so overwhelmed. You know, I, I started off as a poor kid in, in Brooklyn and uh, you know, I'm the first born kid in my family to graduate high school and then college and then law school. I, I was a cop. They call me a cop lawyer. And, and here I am. I- I'm-, I'm sitting in the chambers of a United States Supreme Court justice. And without me, it's missing a beat. Justice Scalia said, hey, Angelo, everybody's got to be somewhere. And everyone started laughing, and then the whole, you know, but, but, and then the whole mood changed, and then I couldn't shut Angelo up talking about the exclusionary rule and all these criminal concepts. But um, when you're in the federal courthouse in the Southern District of New York, the mother court, there's not a lot of, hey, Angelo, you know, everybody's got to be somewhere. They're, they're very, it's a very, um, I don't want to say stuffy, but it's, yeah, it's like a stuffy, uptight environment. Um, but I was, I was there, and because this was a memorial, for Judge Pauly, who who succumbed to cancer, um, his friends on the bench, you know, first there was this very formal proceeding, and then afterwards there was like a little reception with some food, and what was very clear was that Judge Pauly's drink of choice was doers, so for open disclosure, for radical transparency, I did have a little sip of doers in Judge, uh, Judge Pauly's honor, uh, but I got caught up think, uh, with, with the time, and I'm chit-chatting with another judge, a judge who I'm quite fond of, Judge Berman, and I look at my watch, it's 532. The show starts at 604, and I'm 10 blocks away, and it's pouring rain. So here I am soaking wet right now. But what I wanted to talk to you about, since I'm in the legal point of my, legal mindset, and although it's not a New York story, it affects all of us, the Parkland families today got the verdict that uh, Nicholas Cruz, the person who killed the monster, you might want to call him, who killed 17 people, including 14 students, will not get the death penalty. He will get uh, life without parole. Now, I, look, none, no one in my family has gotten killed, thank God, or even anyone close to me. So I am looking at this from a legal, analytical point of view, not as someone who has had their, their heart ripped out of their chest. Because if I lost my child... I know all rational thought would be out the window. Um, But, and look, I don't know enough about the Florida system and where this person would be housed. But, um, like, no one should think that, yeah, it's under Florida law, so it's not federal law. So he would not be um, going to a federal penitentiary. He'll be going to a Florida institution. All 12 jurors had to agree on the death penalty sentence, and they didn't. It was not a unanimous verdict, so therefore it's life without parole. This is a person who is very young. He's 24 years old. Um, And look, nothing's going to bring those people back. He deserves to be severely punished. Um, This is what I, I tell people to do who say jail is no big deal. Now, there are some jails that are 
not so bad. There's a place called Otisville here in the state of New York. It's a federal jail. It's usually for people who have cheated on their taxes or committed some sort of financial crimes where there's really not, no huge victim. The victim is a huge bank or the IRS or the taxpayers, and they don't get punished so severely. But there are other jails, especially the state jails, that are just hell holes. Uh, and there were some federal hell holes. And when people say, oh, it's, big, it, it's jail, it's no big deal. Just go in your bathroom. Just go in your bathroom and close the door. And don't bring anything with you. And you have a sink and you have a toilet bowl. Now, maybe the jail cell where this guy is going may be a little bit bigger than that. But think about being in there for 23 hours. And a lot of these jails, there's no television. There's no radio. Maybe you get something to read, maybe. And you're locked in 23 hours. And a person of this notoriety who committed these crimes... I don't know this for a fact, so I don't want to make it sound like I'm speaking with authority, but I am speaking based on experience. I do not see this 24-year-old person having a good time for, let's say he lives 50 years till he's 74 years old, as opposed to going in that prison and he'll go through two or three or maybe four years of appeals, and then uh, if he got the death penalty, and then at some point he would lay down on a gurney. I believe it's the it's the lethal injection. Again, I'm not sure. And he'd have a, a, a religious person there if he'd like. He'd get to pick his last meal, and he'd lay down on the gurney, and they would give him a, a needle in his arm the way they do if you have a dog or a cat that needs to be put down, and he would have a very peaceful death. Um, you know, I'll leave it up to you as to what you think is the worst punishment. Is that 28 or 29 years old? Um, after being in a special section of the facility for people who are on death row um, and then being put to sleep at 28 years old the way you would do or 29 the way you would do to your dog or cat or living 50 years in the same monotonous, you know, little come some mat, rats running around, mice running around, roaches running around, horrible food, locked in uh, often, not always, but often 23 hours a day. Maybe you get an hour a day, and I've had clients tell me, well, yeah, but if it's cloudy out, they'll say, yeah, it's cloudy out, you can't come out today. So you're in a day and day and day, and you get to shower maybe twice a week. It's suffering. I mean, it's it's a suffering. My heart, obviously, the whole world's heart, not the city, state, country, the world's heart goes out to the families of the Parkland victims. Um, And I know they're distraught. But they shouldn't feel like there was a jury verdict that said not guilty and the guy was going to go see the next Rolling Stones concert. Um, you know, he will suffer. He will pay the price. And that's our criminal justice system at work. And if 12 people don't believe that killing someone is the right punishment to show that killing someone is wrong, then we have to live with their decision. We're going to come back with a little bit of a more lighthearted topic. We're going to talk about a new restaurant in Times Square. Don't go away. So we are going to talk about Connors and Sullivan. The Connors and Sullivan law firm wants you to know that on January 1st, the home care benefits law is going to be changed. 
And this is important enough for me to repeat. January 1, 2023, they're going to change the law regarding home care benefits. And I will tell you, there's someone in my office who whose husband needs those home care benefits. She got her application in now, and that is going to help her tre- tremendously. Because after the first of the year, financial transactions 30 months prior to apl- the application period for the benefits will be scrutinized and subject to penalty periods, including gifts, any gifts you gave to your families. So, the time to plan is now. Connors and Sullivan, attorneys at law, are experts in this area and can help you get in under the deadline, but you must start the process as soon as possible. You'll need the whole month of December to complete the application by the end of the year. So, call Connors and Sullivan today. Don't delay. 718-238-6500. Listen to us on... 970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Driving ambition for 40 years in the United States, Mitsubishi Motors sees the automotive industry differently. Mitsubishi challenges convention with innovative approaches in the way Mitsubishi engineers and builds their vehicles. Just look at the all-new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander, now in stock in all trim levels and all with the flexibility of third-row seating. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today. FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. All right. So now what I would like to talk to you about is my friends, my friends at the Columbus Citizens Foundation. For over 75 years, the Columbus Citizens Foundation has promoted Italian-American culture. You think that's something that, that's significant to me, Arthur Idala, Arthur Louis Frank Idala from Palermo, Catania? The Columbus Citizens Foundation has helped Italian-American students who have academic ability but find themselves in need of financial aid for their education. It is no exaggeration to state that this scholarship program has literally changed the lives of generations. But they cannot do it alone. Help make a difference in someone's life today. To find out how you can help the Columbus Citizens Foundation, visit www.columbuscitizens.org. There's also a lot of cool information out there about Italian-Americans, about the club itself. Talented students inspire us every day. Their leadership, passion, and pride in their heritage is a winning combination. The scholarships offer them a chance to pursue their dreams and contribute to their communities. The Columbus Citizens Foundation brings the Columbus Day Parade to New York City every year, and you can help them bring a quality education to Italian-American students in need by doing by donating today. So visit their website. I'm telling you, you'll see a lot of cool stuff there. www.columbuscitizens.org here on what is it Thursday night Thursday night my head is uh, spinning a little bit where did I start off this morning oh I had a big well first I drove Luca to school and then I had a big conference in my office Um, I saw Rudy Giuliani today um, and I will tell you that is always a pleasure I don't care what side of the political spectrum you are on um, he is a very different person in private than he is in public I mean he is very um I'm not saying he's he's got different views or different attitudes, but he's 
especially for me now. I mean, he's just a few years younger than my dad. He is a, uh, a fatherly figure. And, you know, look, as a lawyer, he was a very, very prestigious lawyer. And uh, I got to tell you, anyone who wants to doubt whether Rudy Giuliani has their his wits about him, we had to go over a bunch of legal documents today that we're working on together, and he was right on target. And he's sitting there with Judge Leventhal, and he's sitting there um, with with Judge Kamins, and he was just just great. And while we were there, we got a call from Imran, and he settled another big case in the federal court today, a civil case, uh, a defamation case, which... I think between Rudy Giuliani and Alan Dershowitz and others, you know, they could all feel the pain of defamation cases. We were on the side of the plaintiff. We weren't defending anyone. We were prosecuting someone in the civil realm, and we got a very, very nice financial settlement for them. So um, from a legal point of view, I'm very happy. From a food point of view, not so much. So let's talk about food because, you know, I just spoke about the Columbus Citizens Foundation. We know how important food is to us Italians. Um, Jasmine Gerald had the bravery and the courage to open a restaurant in Times Square in the middle of a pandemic. Jasmine, welcome to the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Hi. Hello, everyone. Hi, Arthur. How are you? Oh, I'm a little wet, but luckily my hair didn't get messed up because <laughs> there's no hair to get messed up. So I was all right. <laughs> Um, so, so it's the middle of the pandemic. My office is right down the block from your establishment, um, from Jasmine's Caribbean. I'm on 45th and 5th, and I was I was there all during the pandemic. And you know, probably in the whole city of New York, maybe Times Square was the most crowded when it had like 60 people there, as opposed to other places where there was nobody there. Um, so, talk to us, Jasmine. Tell us what was the genesis of of the restaurant and the timing and the location. Oh, well, um, of course, it was a pandemic at the time, and I'm in the beauty business. That's where my career started. But one of my clients, she approached me in, in the pandemic, and she was just like, would you like to open a restaurant? And I said to her, I was like, are you kidding me? It's a pandemic. I was like, opening a restaurant at this time, and I looked at the space. I fell in love at the time. I felt like I just wanted to be a part of bringing New York City back, you know, giving people the taste of authentic Caribbean food, just when instead of outside being this COVID everywhere and everyone is so sad, at least they come in and they see the brightness of the restaurant. So the, what, the, what area of the Caribbean is the, are we, is the cuisine focusing on? Um, it's, uh, of course, Jamaican, Trinidadian, Antiguan, Dominican. Of course, we have Latin dishes as well. So it's basically all a majority of the Caribbean restaurant, I mean, Caribbean islands. And one. You, so you've been a pi- uh, pioneer in uh, uh, several different businesses. I guess we would call you an entrepreneur. You mentioned you're in the beauty business. So um, yes. I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I have obviously done a little research um, mm-hmm. Beauty it seems some, to, to be something, I'm not sure if you're allowed to say this anymore, that comes rather naturally uh, to you. So how do you help other people get beautiful? Well, um, I have a holistic hair care line, and we specialize in regenerating new growth. So if people are suffering from hair loss or hair issues or they want to preserve their hair, grow their hair, strengthen their hair, I have a whole I am Jasmine, I'm way too far gone for that. I, I apologize. I'm not I am not gonna be a client anytime. But I do like to eat. Tell me exactly where your local your restaurant is located in Times Square. 
It's on 46th Street between 8th and 9th Avenue. Okay. And in general, so you've been there now for, what, almost two years, a year and a half? Uh, a year and eight months. A year and eight months. And, yes, and yes. tell the ladies and gentlemen who don't have the opportunity of going to uh, Times Square on, on a somewhat regular basis, what is the state of the union of Times Square right now for a business owner, someone who's got to pay the rent and pay employees and pay for food and pay for alcohol? Well, New York City, especially Times Square now, is like booming. New York City is coming back. A lot of tourists are on the street. They're coming back definitely on restaurants, all of the restaurants are being filled, the theaters are being filled, people are out. So, I mean, it's definitely coming back. And, I mean, people are loving the food, they're loving the theater. I mean, so many shows are coming out now. So, you know, was it, was it definitely easy? Coming back. Let me ask you about dealing with the government and opening up a restaurant there and getting liquor license. Was the city of New York and the state of New York, were they helpful or was it an impediment to opening a restaurant in Times Square? I mean, everything was a bit delayed at the time, but they were extremely, extremely helpful. I mean, anything that we needed at that time, of course, you couldn't go into offices at that time, but anything that we needed, they were extremely helpful. I mean, it took a little bit longer than normal, but they were they were helpful to me. I don't know if anybody has experienced that. Well, I mean, I the, you know, the truth is I have a lot of people from the government who's, uh, who are on this show. I have a lot of people from the Times Square Alliance. But you're the first guest, and that's why we wanted to have you on, who's actually a, a private citizen who is making a living and, and helping others make a living in the heart of Times Square, in the heart of New York City, in the heart of the, the, the crossroads of the world. So I was just curious. And, you know, Eric Adams ran on a platform of making uh, government easier for people to achieve their goals. I remember him saying, I don't want to hear from the fire department how many summonses they wrote out. I want to hear how many places they approved to open. So what I wanted to know is, was that your experience, that they were there more to help you than to hurt you? Oh, definitely. Extremely helpful. Extremely helpful. And times where you you couldn't understand anything, they they gave you... um, places where you can call, um, they'll call you back. I mean, I, to be honest, I did not have any issues at all. I mean, of course, some things take, instead of three months, took six months, but I mean, you have to understand the time that we're in at that time. Oh, I, I believe um, me, I was, Jasmine, things were so quiet where I was just a few blocks away from, you're on 46th and 8th, I'm on 45th and 5th. I remember on a Wednesday around 5 p.m., um, I put my phone in the gutter, as we call it in Brooklyn, and I put it on record, and I recorded myself doing 50 push-ups in the intersection in the middle of the street of 45th and 5th to show there was no cars, taxis, buses. It was deader than dead. No, imagine. I opened up. One month into me opening up, I had to close my doors and do everything online, and I knew nothing about um, Grubhub, Uber Eats, deliveries, none of that. And then I had, and then we opened up like three months later. We had to make sure everything was COVID-free. I mean, it it was a lot, but you know what? Like I always said, through the grace of God, everything worked out. Like I always said, walk in faith and not fear, and that's what I did. Listen, I, I've been I walking. Believe. I've been walking in faith and not fear for a long time. Jasmine, I want to thank you so much. That's um, Jasmine of Jasmine's Caribbean on Forty Sixth Street. I will uh, wander up the block one day. I'm assuming you guys are open for lunch, right? Uh, we're open from four 
4 to 10.30. Well, I usually eat lunch around 4 o'clock. Okay, so then and you need to come by. Hopefully on Tuesday when we do the Idola Power Hour at Times Square Tuesday, this Tuesday, October the 18th from 6 to 8 p.m., hopefully I'll get to... Um, Hang out with you, and you could look at my bald head and think about all the things you could do with me holistically. Oh, I can't wait to meet, and you get to taste a lot of our delicious food. When I see I'm you. very excited. I'm going to be hungry that day. Thank you so awesome. much. You're so welcome, and thank you guys so much for having me on this show. All right. We'll see you on Tuesday. Um, so I want to ask you a question, Alex. Are you there? You awake? I, I'm awake. Alex, awake. somebody wake up, Alex? <laughs> Where's Sam Bolin? Is he home sleeping too? I wonder that myself. Tell me what The Who did today. So The Who recorded uh, My Generation, which was actually, I didn't know, not first. I thought it was, but it was actually second uh, in the charts in the UK. But it's still ahead, is it not? We ended well, the last segment with that. So. I, I, I appreciate that. That's why I wanted to ask you. All right. So we are going to come back. We're going to talk a little bit about napping, about sleeping. You know, um, my buddy uh, Dave from Brooklyn He's like he's a couple of years younger than I am, and and we're both looking to live a long time. And we were talking about you know working out and exercising and weights and running and la 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 and all these elliptical machines. And he said to me, you know, are you sleeping? Because they say now sleeping is the biggest issue. And you know who doesn't sleep? My mother. You know why my mother doesn't sleep? Why is that? Who's on the radio from one a.m. to five a.m. on another station? Uh, Murano, Fr- yeah. Frankie Five Burrows. Come so on, so Frankie Five. So she's there instead of sleeping. She's listening to Frankie Five Burrows. Are so you listening to Frankie Five Burrows? I know. I listen to him on a podcast. On another time, after I listen to Piscopo and everyone else, I listen to on this station. I really enjoyed Dennis Prager yesterday. We got so many emails and texts about that segment. It was fantastic. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and it is nine. It is uh, nine. Look at me, six twenty-nine. It's almost six thirty on a Thursday night. I hope you're staying dry because I'm wet. But uh, I look forward to continuing to speak to you, so don't go anywhere. I'll be right at the back. Ciao. This is a, uh, a news alert here at AM 970. Joan is dancing in the studio. Joan is, I'm glad she's on the other side of the. Uh, the phone here that's recording us on uh, Facebook. She's. I'm awake. I'm. I'm yelling and screaming over here. Uh, yeah, I'm okay. I'm not. Uh, who's in a bad mood? I'm in a good. It's a little. It's a little warm in here. I'm schwitzing a little bit, but otherwise we're good. Do you know where it will be warm if you want it to be warm, or cool if you want it to be cool? In your house, if you have it ceramically coated with Rhino Shield. You heard Luca yesterday talk about how pretty our house looks out east. That's because it's been Rhino Shielded. Do not, I repeat, do not paint until you speak to Susan at Rhino Shield. It is engineered to outlast paint and is formulated to outsmart the elements. Their unique ceramic technology can, can be sprayed onto virtually any substrate. That's right, folks, substrates, including brick, block, stucco, cement, wood, metal, and anything else you can think of. Rhino Shield is going to stick to it. This patented coating looks just like traditional latex paint. It comes in virtually any color. And that I know because I saw Susan show me all the colors of the rainbow for my house. The thing is, it lasts much longer than paint. Much, much longer than paint. It protects, it waterproofs, and it insulates as well. Rhino Shield guarantees your building will look as if it was just painted with an amazing 25-year transferable warranty against peeling, chipping, cracking, mold, or mildew. You will never have to paint again. Call for your free quote by October the 31st and lock in a 20% discount. 
You ready for the number? This is Susan's number. People want this number. Here comes the number. 877-744-6608. That is 877-744-6608. Or go right on their website and learn all about it. Go to rhinoshieldofnewyork.com. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored in part by the good people at Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey. America's been thunderstruck by the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Get high style without the high price, plus an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today at Freehold Mitsubishi for the best selection and outstanding customer service. Just a short ride from anywhere in the metro tri-state area. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Tonight at 7 o'clock, did you know that a radio host got fined a billion dollars for his show? What legal ground does he have to fight it? We'll ask him, Ron Ansari. I don't think there's going to be much of a solution but we'll we'll ask anyway that's tonight at seven on legal night like am 970 the answer then don't forget to like us on facebook interact with us share your thoughts about your favorite shows give feedback to our hosts share your opinion on hot topics learn about events and more am 970 the well it's funny because i was just i told you i was just at court right now i'm at a memorial service and i've been hounding you guys and telling you how important court reporters are in the world that I live in. And sure enough, one of the speakers today at Judge Pauly's memorial service said, I'm, I was going to make a little bit of an off-color remark, which in their world is it's something you could say on the radio. It's not even like a really off-color remark. But he said, I was going to make an off-color remark, but I could see this is being transcribed. Because at this memorial service, there was a court reporter. If you're looking for a career or perhaps a career change for yourself, a family member, or a friend, one that allows you the flexibility to choose where you work, for whom, and how frequently, then listen to me and take up Plaza College on their offer to give you a free two-hour virtual seminar about court reporting, court systems, schools, television stations. They're all looking for these professionals to record and caption everything from depositions to court cases to live events. The NCRA has partnered up with Plaza College to offer a free F-R-E-E two-week virtual seminar that gives you a glimpse into the world of court reporting and captioning. The program is called A to Z and is being offered free and you can complete the course from the convenience of your home. How do you find out about this? Just send them a quick email at info at plazacollege.edu, info at plazacollege.edu. Send them an email at info.plazacollege.edu. We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. Well, I may not be the preeminent trial attorney, but uh, I will tell you, I am so proud of everyone in my office. Um, you know, everyone like knows this as well. Oh, you guys do criminal law, criminal law, criminal law. Well, I, yes, I'm doing criminal law. All the other lawyers in my office are doing civil law, civil law, civil law, corporate law, corporate law. Marion's doing all surrogate law. Um, but, you know, I'm going to be honest with you because my friends, my colleagues who are encouraging us and, and really feeding us these civil law cases – like, why don't you talk about it more on the on the radio? I said, because on the radio, 
People are not really that interested in Mrs. McGillicuddy who slipped on a banana peel and key food and, you know, broke her arm in three places and was out of work and she needs money for this and that. They're more interested in the guy who stabbed his gay lover in the back 18 times and claimed it was self-defense. They're just better, you know, cocktail party stories. Um, But one thing that's true, whether it's in the law or in many, many, many of the other professions that we have in 2022 and, and for the years a little earlier, it seems to me the words I hear out of people's mouths more than almost anything else is, I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. You know, with the awful, aforementioned uh, Frank from Staten Island, you know, he's got a right to be tired. He works the middle of the night. He's got crazy hours. But, you know, I'm just going to say this. When my dad was practicing law full time, uh, and even when I first started, which is 30 years ago, it'll be 30, November 16th of this year, we're going to have a party. I don't know where, I don't know how, but I am going to have a party. It's the day I found out I passed the bar exam and I was going to be a lawyer. Nobody was more surprised about that than I was. Um, it was, it, I started the Brooklyn DA's office February 1st, 1993 for like 30 lawyers. You know how many computers there were, Alex, for 30 lawyers? Uh, back in the 90s, like maybe two or three. Yeah, I think it was three. Okay. Um, we literally, for a kid like you, this is going to freak you out. When we had to do like motions and paperwork, we would take one that was already written and it's okay. like boilerplate stuff. And we would literally use a scissor and cut and then get pa- get uh, tape and paste the, like this, the paragraph you wanted onto the page and then handwrite in this other stuff you wanted. And then we would give it to what's called a steno pool, a stenography pool, and you'd submit it to them. And then a couple hours later, you get it over the loudspeaker. And it's funny that we spoke to Jasmine because most of the people there, women there were from the Caribbean. And you would hear over the loudspeaker, ADA dollar, ADA dollar, please report to the steno pool. ADA Downey, ADA Downey, please report to the steno pool. And then you go back to the steno pool and they would give you the completed document as well as your cut and pasted document. And you would compare and contrast to make sure there were no mistakes made and you would submit them. But the quality of life for an attorney prior to number one, computers, number two, the internet, because in the beginning, the computers were just glorified typewriters. Um, I had it during high school, I had something called the loop, the leading edge word processing system. And it basically was just a glorified typewriter that would like keep the, the, the your document saved for you. And if you made a mistake, instead of the lose, using, um, what do you call it? Do you even know? Uh-huh. White out. Thank you, Jones. You but got, were they big computers? I feel like they were bigger. They were back big. The oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They were big. They were, there was no such thing as a laptop yet. I mean, they were, but not many people had them. Um, so with this constant, like, work environment, we're all tired. I, I, we're checking emails at three in the morning, two, again, you're going to go up, you got to go, you got to go to the bathroom. Uh, let me see what's, let's see what's on my phone. And so this morning it caught my eye when I woke up and grabbed my phone, which apparently you're not supposed to do. Um, and the New York Times, the headline is, the Nap Bishop is spreading the good word, colon, Rest. Tricia Hersey, founder of the NAP Ministry, sees rest as a revolutionary way to push back on America's obsession with productivity at all costs. I am 100 percent 
guilty, guilty, guilty of productivity at all costs. Now, I mean, maybe I'm being a little hard on myself because I do like a, a, a libation here and there. I do like to go to the park with Arthur. I like to go to the ball game with, with Luca. But even when I'm doing those things, in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, like, what am I blowing off? What should I be doing? And um, except on rare occasions, like, I feel guilty if I rest. Um, my mother has a sign somewhere in her house that looks like a museum that says, the best never rest. I mean, it's a big, big sign. And she's got, it was like a whole gag for a while. The best never rest. The best never rest. And my mother would be like, oh, I'll rest when I die. I sleep when I die. But apparently that's not that healthy for you. Um, so Trisha Hershey, who is the founder of this, apparently she was like many of us. We're really tired. We're really tired. Any free minutes were devoted to study. But her in exhaustion, she often had to reread passages to fully absorb their meanings. So what did she start doing? She started taking little naps. She started sleeping better and started taking naps. Quote, I was exhausted physically, mentally, spiritually, and I just didn't see any other way except to take a radical leap and say, I don't care. Let the chips fall where they may. If I fail out of school, that's fine if I don't finish that grade because I'm going to bed. Now, I need to give credit where credit is due. Those of you who have seen the article in the New York Post about a particular room in my law firm, which has now been called the Sinatra Room, you could go in that room, and in that room, uh, I, I did create it when we redid the office right before the COVID hit, the COVID um, I created a room that should be a law office room. It's like, I don't know what it is, 12 by 12, something like that. It's what basically would be for a desk and a chair. And I said, I, I want a room where if I need to close my eyes or just disappear from it all, I can do that. And the architect said, sure, we call it a break room. And then somehow or another, uh, there's a picture of Frank Sinatra that appeared on the wall. And it's a beautiful room. Uh, well, it has a couch that has the, uh, the legs that go out. It has, so it's like a, a couch that turns into a lounge, a lounge chair, two separate lounge chairs. It has a massage chair. There are two other side chairs. Um, it's got dim lights or bright lights. There's a huge TV in there with a surround sound sono system. Um, and then we, we hung one picture of Sinatra up and then the whole Sinatra thing. So it turned into the Sinatra room. My long-winded point, and uh, speaking of Frank from Staten Island, uh, who has uh, availed himself of such a room, but uh, John Esposito, who's like uh, my big brother, I started interning with him for him in 1990. I think it would be 32 years of our friendship. He's a little older than I am. You can find him. Almost every day, and I'm not exaggerating, and not because it's not every day, somewhere between, I would say, 145 and 315, somewhere in there, he is in that room, and he's, he's out cold, sleeping. Um, and I could tell you, it works for him. And I will tell you this, I was at um, um, Anthony Weiner's uh, wedding to Uma. And that wedding was held, well, it was really the reception. It wasn't really where they exchanged their vows, but it was the reception. And it was in Washington, D.C., and it was when Hillary was the Secretary of State. And it was an incredible cul-de-sac. I mean, I could do a, a half a show on that experience. But at that particular time, I was on trial. I was on trial with the crane case, the crane that fell, the very first crane that fell in New York City, the most deadly crane crash, uh, the crane accident. 
And uh, the judge let me leave at one o'clock. I got on the train. I got to D.C. Uh, but I was simultaneously representing Lawrence Taylor. I was simultaneously representing the local state senator's four nephews who got into a huge uh, bar fight where someone it was attempted murder case. I had a lot going on. And to be quite honest, you know, my marriage wasn't doing so well. And, and Luca was three years old, just about to turn four. I had a lot on my plate. And at this wedding where Nancy Pelosi was and Chuck Schumer was and it was a who's who and it's at Hillary's house. I got a chance to chat with Bill Clinton, the president of the United States. And I don't care what you think of his politics. I don't care what you think about with him and Monica did. You talk to this guy one on one. I will bet you any amount of money. It is going to be very hard for you to walk away from a conversation with this man, not feeling a certain closeness to him and fondness of him. And, he recognized me. He goes, why do I know your face? And I was like, well, I said, I've been on television a lot lately, Your Honor, uh, well, Mr. President. I said, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing this case. I'm on trial with now. I said, and he, it did ring a bell. I said, I'm representing Lawrence Taylor. That's where I know you from. You're doing LT's case. I asked you all over the place. I was like, yeah. He goes, and he puts his hand on my shoulder and he goes, you tell Lawrence that the president of the United States has his back. I know Lawrence. I golf with him many times. He's a good man. Uh, and I said, you know, Mr. President, I know this is going to sound crazy for a, whatever I was, 40-year-old trial attorney speaking to the former president of the United States. I said, but sometimes I feel like the walls are caving in, like there's stuff coming at me from all aspects of life. I was like, I don't really know how to handle it. And and now there's about 150 people maybe in his backyard for this wedding. Folks, he's so eyeball to eyeball to me, like he's looking in my soul almost, and, and it's like there's no one else there. It's like he and I are all alone, like having a scotch, which, which is not the case at all. But that's the feeling he gave you. And he's like, and he knows, now he knows my name. He's like, Arthur, let me tell you something. When I was the president, and I know you guys are going to come up with some jokes for this, I'm sure. But he goes, when I was the president, after the first year, when, you know, it starts catching up to you, I made them build in 45 minutes every day for me to do whatever I wanted to do. Now, okay, get the jokes out of your brain, whatever. I know, oh, we know what he did, la, 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 la. But he was very sincere, and he said, and a lot of times that was just taking a nap. That was just closing my eyes, whether it was in the Oval Office, whether it was running upstairs, whether it was laying on a couch in the Oval Office, but I just needed to sleep for a little while. He goes, sometimes I would just read a book. Sometimes I would just go walk outside and, and just, like, clear my head, but you gotta take some time for yourself. And... What this article in the New York Times is saying uh, about the the bishop of the nap of rest is, you know, it's and I believe it, you know, my my friend Dave from from Brooklyn, he's the big, you know, workout guy now. I mean, he said the same thing. We got to rest. So I now wear this little Fitbit thing I've been wearing for a while, which, you know, is one of these trackers and it it tracks how um, how many steps I do, but it also tracks my sleep. So I'm trying, trying, great tune, I'm trying to get six and a half hours a night. Um, I have failed, except for once, I think this Saturday into Sunday. No, it was Sunday into Monday, it was the morning of the Columbus Day Parade. I slept seven hours and five minutes. But we need to rest, I need to practice what I preach, of course with a ten month old home and everything on my plate, but I want to be around for a long time, like Sanford was with Lamont and Grady and Bubba and Aunt Esther. And because I don't want to be saying, Elizabeth, Elizabeth, this is the big one. I'm coming to join you, honey. I'm coming to join you.
Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Mitsubishi dreamers, designers, and engineers are redefining choices in mobility for a whole new generation of independent, modern, and savvy consumers who want value, like the new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander featuring its industry-leading Mitsubishi 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today, freeholdmitsubishi.com, or call 732-863-27. Eight eight. Now, I don't think Bubba or Lamont or Grady or Anastasia ever had the ability to have as much fun as we did on the client cruise here at AM 970, The Answer. I mean, you should have seen Joni Pelzer. She was the belle of the ball. She was swinging from the rafters of the ship. She was had her camera taking pictures like they were going out of style. And... I'm not even exaggerating. It was it. Look, it happened to be a glorious night, but I've been on the the ship when it has, it's been rained out. And uh, but it even though it was raining, it doesn't matter um, because when you're inside, it's beautiful inside. I mean, it's like you're in a beautiful catering hall, and you get so close to the Statue of Liberty and and you and the the skyline of New York. You don't care if you get a little wet. Look, I just got wet coming from the courthouse here. It's no big deal. Captain Fred and the amazing New York Cruises staff go above and beyond with every detail. That's what makes it so special. Whether you've been put in charge of planning the office Christmas party or Hanukkah party, maybe a crazy New Year's Eve party, or maybe even a New Year's Eve Eve party with a lot of cheese, it is a great, great place to hold your event. It's the best place for a 360 view of the New Year's Eve fireworks. Imagine that. How great would that be? I don't think the 10-month-old can handle that. But Ariana, maybe when you get a little older. Um, the Atlantis of New York Cruises is the perfect venue for you, your family, your friends, your professionals, any kind of event you could think of. And some people say, oh, I don't want to be locked on the ship for two and a half hours or three hours. It flies by so fast. It, and it is, it is just a blast. You get on the ship. There's food there, which is great. There's a bar there with bartenders, which is great. You're setting sail. You go outside. You get a breath of air. You come in. You go to the next level. It's the sit-down dinner, a buffet, fantastic. Then you get the, the sirens. We're in front of the Statue of Liberty. Beautiful. Take your pictures. Come down. Dessert. More drinks. And you're back home. Call 212-633-1231. 212-633-1231. Or visit NewYorkCruises.com. <coughs> when a cold comes on strong, <coughs> knock it out with Vicks Dayquil Severe for max strength daytime relief. Just one dose of Vicks Dayquil Severe starts to relieve nine of your worst cold and flu symptoms to help take you from nine to none. Power through your day with Vicks Dayquil Severe, the daytime non drowsy, coughing, aching, fever, sore throat, nine to none medicine. Use as directed. This is Molly Hemingway. In 2020, millions of Americans experienced the most troubling election of their lives. That's why I wrote the book Rigged, how big tech, the media, and Democrats seized our elections. I write about Mark Zuckerberg's efforts to take over election operations in key states, how the coronavirus was used to force election laws designed explicitly to help the Democrat Party, and much, much more. It's now in paperback. Don't miss Molly Hemingway's book Rigged, how the media, big tech, and the Democrats seized our elections. Available wherever books are sold. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer. I don't know where I'm going, I'm on my way. 
I'm taking my time, but I don't know where. Put it by the road, say the queen of Corona. Well, happy birthday to Paul Simon. He is six. He is eighty-one today. And now I know we got a little Sanford and Son. Demond Wilson, Lamont, our boy Lamont. I love Lamont. He's seventy-six. I really, really, really used to really enjoy uh, Sanford and Son. I just thought, yeah, I have yeah, fantastic. And Aunt Esther, she was brilliant. I mean, she was. Just brilliant, and I, it would crack me up. And now it's so funny. At my, I, I didn't appreciate when Fred would open up that drawer and put on all those different sets of glasses and see which ones worked. I do that now. I'm like, well, these are the bifocals. These are the suns. These ones don't. But that, 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 that. I'm like, I'm definitely Fred Sanford. Um, before we have a little bit more fun to end the show, I, I would be remiss if I didn't uh, send our heartfelt condolences to the families of the two police officers in Bristol, Connecticut who were lured uh, to a domestic violence call, uh, a 911 domestic violence call, and when they got there, they were, they were executed. I mean, wow. It's, uh, I, you know, it just shows you that it's this is not just a New York thing. I mean, the, the Parkland thing is in Florida. This is There's stuff going on in other parts of the world. We live in a crazy world. I don't know if we've always lived in a crazy world, and we haven't had the communication devices for us to know what's going on in Thailand and et cetera. But this is just a horror show, man. This is just, these are beautiful people who, you know, public, you know, public servants, law enforcement officers, and you can see all their colleagues are crying today as their, their coffins are, well, not their coffins, their bodies are taken away by the crime scene unit. Um, Just, 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 just horrible. So may they rest in peace. Um, it's hard to segue out of that into something a little more lighthearted, but, um, you know, the Italians have a little different, um, view, I think overall, and and not just the Italians, the Italians, the French, that European, they're a little more liberal with sexuality in general. They're also a little more liberal with tattoos. Alex, you got tattoos? No, 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 no. That's really just one big battle scar on my stomach, and that's the tattoo I need. So, really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Because Sam Bowen told me you had a tattoo of Pinocchio, and it had this thing where the nose grows or there shrinks. It grows or shrinks. But I didn't know about that if that was accurate or not. But I guess I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to investigate. We'll find one of your many many female friends to oh, fill boy. us in on that. Come on, Alex. Lighten up. It's Thursday. It's raining. Come on. Well, and I don't know. I know you want to be at the Yankee game, but that's on deck for tomorrow for you, right? Yeah, no, so. it's not. Tomorrow will be the Italian American lawyers. They're Colombian Lawyers Association. And the reason why I say it's the Italian American lawyers is because when I say the Colombian lawyers, people think it's like Columbia University or Columbia Law School or Columbia the country. So it's a little confusing. But my wife, Marianne, is running the whole of the event. Apparently, I'm speaking at some point, introducing all the judges. Um, but God bless her because my wife's been working really, really around the clock. She's She needs the, the bishop of the nap bishop. But getting back to Europe and kind of their views on things. I believe, Joan, that's that Heidi Klum and her daughter, that's in... Lenny. It's in Lenny. Intimisa. It, I'm going to yeah, say it, this it, wrong. Yeah, that's, the store's right on Fifth Avenue. It Intimisa. Is. They sell lingerie. They do, and it's actually gorgeous and very beautiful, classy, expensive Everybody, lingerie. this is Joan Pelzer. We've given her the microphone. But now she's you in this... You were afraid I was going to take it over. That's why you ran here right. 10 blocks in the rain. Right. She's, um... <laughs> but the, it's mother and daughter. It's mother and daughter. She just turned women. 18. And they're in lingerie, and I will tell you, I saw it, 
and I was like, mm, this is this. I don't know. It just seems a little odd. And then I heard another radio personality speaking about the same topic, and I wanted to address it maybe with a woman. I, I listened to two guys talking about it, but. As a woman, Joan, I believe you are a woman. That's been proven beyond a reasonable doubt. Dennis Prager wanted to know. That is, that is proven. Okay. Yes. Um, <laughs> so uh, can men have babies? No. Okay, thank you. Um, I just want to be, I, I did, folks. I got so much email, text. Actually, whatever. that's not true. They can't, they can't birth a baby, but they can have a baby. Well, I mean, I have a, a child. They but can I, yeah. adopt. They can yeah. do surrogacy. I have plenty uh, of gay uh, friends uh, who have babies. Okay. You can have straight friends. who I have, I have straight friends who Absolutely. never got married. Okay. You know my point. It ain't coming out of the man's, you know, <laughs> what is he going to out his backside? Give me a Wasn't break. Arnold Schwarzenegger in a movie about that? I don't know. Was yes, he? Was he it was. Kindergarten Cop or something No, like it was that, another maybe. movie no. where he was pregnant. Can we get back to Heidi Klum? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Or is it Klum? Is it Klum? Klum. She's uh, German like yeah. me. She's a very pretty lady. She's gorgeous. Yeah. And so is her daughter, Lenny. So she's in this like very risque lingerie spread for this European, um, I don't know, was it Europe Vogue? Intimicia, yes. Yeah. I don't know. It just kind of, I was like, mm. now Joan asked me a question. Well, what if it was, oh, I can't say what I just said. You have to. Uh, well, if it was someone else's wife and their daughter, you know, how would you feel about it? I was like, well, if that guy's wife looked like that, it would look like Heidi Klum. I, I don't think, I think all bets are off on anything. But I, I thought it was a little odd that they were like kind of kissing on the lips in one picture. That's the thing that bothered me. So the lingerie. You got 30 seconds, Joni. See, that's this 30 seconds. It was fine to me. And I thought it was tastefully done and it was gorgeous and they were cute. However, I saw a picture of the two of them leaning into each other, kissing, and that kind of made me a little uncomfortable. I wouldn't pose like that with my mother. All right. Well, there you go. And my mother's pretty hot. God bless Joan and her hot mother. Only here on AM nine seventy. The answer, Alex. Thank you for your hard work today. Always just clean up because Gatulo gets crazy when you leave the studio a little unkempt. All right, please. I'm gonna do my damnedest. We'll be back live tomorrow night on the Authorized Dollar Power Hour on AM nine seventy. The answer. The preceding program sponsored by Freehold Mitsubishi. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flint with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com